0: This is Lucy Middleton, the voice of Amanda in Once Upon a Wasteland. Before we start the episode, I'd like to take a moment to let you know about our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash once upon a wasteland. It's a great way to support the show and get some perks too, including behind the scenes content, access to our private discord server, and some cool merch. Now... Let's see what kind of trouble I get into in this episode. Thanks for listening. Once upon
1: a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. This is their story. Once Upon a Wasteland, Season 2, Episode 2, The Kind of Peace We Wish to Make.
0: Well, that's the one thing about Appalachia. It's a great place for second chances. You seem like a decent guy. I hope you get yours. (sighs) We better start drinking. I don't want us to be all mopey when my friend gets here. (laughs) It sounds
2: good to me. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Hey Bones, nice to see you. Perfect timing, here she is. You're gonna love her, I promise.
2: Oh my God.
0: Yeah, she's a total babe, right?
2: No, I... I'm not ready for this.
0: Ready for what? Hey Kitten, we were about to get started without you. You got here just in time. Kitten, are you okay? Babe, sit down, have a drink. What's wrong? Did something happen at work? Is Beth okay? Talk to me. Odessa, what's gotten into you? Why'd you do that? This guy not only saved my ass today, but he also saved Beth's mom's. You bastard. How dare you? How dare you just show up here like this? Odessa, I need you to tell me what's going on right now. Did you tell her who you were? Uh, Who is he? This is Derek Hewitt. Whoa, 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 wait. The Derek?
3: Yes, the Derek. The man I was going to marry. The man who broke my heart. You need to leave. No, he needs to stay. I spent the last three years wondering. Wondering if I was the one who was in the wrong. If I overreacted. If I ruined my only chance to be happy. And now... I'm wondering what he's doing here. I'm done wondering. He's staying until I get some answers.
0: Okay, but right now all anyone in this bar knows is that you're upset and he's the reason why. If you two are going to talk things out, you're going to do it calmly. Otherwise, things here are going to escalate and there's going to be a riot in my bar. And I'm not going to let that happen. Capiche? I understand. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make a scene. I just... Baby, I know. <laughs> and I would have done a hell of a lot more if I were in your shoes than just slap him. We should probably move this to the back room. <sighs> yes.
3: No need to air dirty laundry in public. Well, any more than I already have.
0: No promises, but one of the features of my place is discretion. And I'll make it extra clear that nobody saw anything. Thank you. Bones...
1: Yes, boss? Do you want me to get my special shovel?
0: No, 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 no. Well, not yet, at least. We're going to go into the meeting room, and I think we're going to need a lot of liquid refreshment. At least, I sure as hell do.
3: I'll need to keep my wits about me, but I could use a drink. Or several.
2: You got it.
0: They should get us started, at least. You like Bourbon, Derek? Uh,
2: uh, sure. This is a meeting room?
0: Meeting, interrogation, torture, what's the difference? Ah, don't look at me like that. This is the only place I have available for you two to talk. I'm running a bar here, not a conference center. I'm not gonna hurt ya. Well, Unless she wants me to. I think you're joking, but just in case, no, I do
3: not want you to hurt him.
0: Okay, but if you change your mind... (sighs) Alright, I'll start pouring, you two start talking. And if things get, you know, personal, just say the word and I'll make myself scarce.
3: Thank you, but I want to concentrate on practical matters. At least for now. Who are you here with? (sighs)
4: <sighs>
2: okay. I was able to assemble a team of people I knew I could trust, uh, no matter what we found. It's just me, Dave, and Randall.
3: What are you doing here, specifically?
2: Our official mission brief is to ascertain the fate of the Brotherhood First Expeditionary Force. And d that means re-establishing contact and bringing it back into the fold. Otherwise, well, finding out what happened and reporting back.
3: So, Danny... Never made it back?
2: Made it back? What do you mean?
3: He left with some initiates about two years ago. Since we were unable to re-establish direct communication with Lost Hills, he was going to deliver his report directly.
2: Oh, I see. But Night Shin... <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry. I don't think we should discuss this with a civilian present.
3: I trust Amanda with my life and she's been a vital part of several Sensitive Brotherhood efforts.
2: (sighs) Alright. Nightshin had other orders. Nobody on the expedition knew about them. Not even Layla. Hell, I didn't even know until after I got promoted.
3: You were promoted.
2: About a year and a half after you left. With you gone... Well... With you gone, the only thing I could do that kept me sane was work. Took on a lot of missions. Dangerous ones. I guess... I guess I didn't want to die in battle, but that possibly wasn't a deal-breaker.
3: Oh, Derek.
2: Anyway, I guess Maxon was impressed, so he promoted me to Star Paladin.
3: Star Paladin?
2: It's a new rank. No idea if it'll stick. He's launched several organizational initiatives to make things more efficient, and to tighten his grip and power, if you ask me.
3: What were Knight Shin's other orders?
2: That... I don't know. The only people who do are Maxon and the Council of Elders. So whatever it is, it's big. All I do know is that he was supposed to go to Washington, D.C.
3: My girl, um, we were embroiled in a situation last year that involved technology that was located in D.C. There's a lot there. The problem is getting to it.
2: So you haven't seen Danny or those initiates since he left?
3: No, but like I said, we didn't expect to. We thought they were going back to California.
2: The plan was for him to do whatever it was he was supposed to do in DC, check back in here and resupply, then come home. So if you didn't do either of those things.
3: Damn it. Danny and I didn't see eye to eye on, well, much of anything, but he was still a friend. And he always had my back. And those initiates? I didn't update the Codex because I didn't want to assume the worst.
2: I just marked them as missing. But Danny too.
3: Is that an order, Paladin?
2: Oh, uh, no, no, no. Suggestion. I'm just trying to help.
3: Is that why you're here, then? To help?
2: I told you. I'm here to ascertain the status of the First Expeditionary Force. What happens after that is... Well, it was always going to depend on what I found. Maxon gave me a lot of discretion there. I just... I didn't know if you were still alive. I had hoped and hoped, but I had to know. And if you were, I was... hoping you'd come home.
0: Amanda, would you excuse
3: us, please?
0: You got it. I'll be at the bar. Just grab me if you need anything. Anything at all. Like, anything. I mean it.
3: Did you honestly think that I'd go back to California with you? That we'd just pick up where we left off?
2: No. I hoped that might happen. Eventually. And maybe you'd found a way to forgive me. But I wasn't counting on it.
3: Good. Because I haven't.
2: I don't blame you. For what it's worth, everything I've done from the moment you left... I've been trying to prove that I'm still the man you... you fell in love with. The one you wanted to spend the rest of your life with.
3: But were you ever that man, Derek? Or did I just talk myself into believing you were because I was so invested in the idea of us being together? It took me a long time to trust my instincts about people again. And that only happened because I was finally able to compartmentalize how wrong I was about you.
2: You weren't wrong about me.
3: If that were true, then you would not have done what you did.
2: Not everything is ones and zeros, Odessa. People aren't machines.
3: No, they're not. Sometimes I wish I was. I'm sorry I slapped you.
2: I deserved it.
3: Yes, you did. But I'm still sorry.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just so glad you're okay. And you're not just okay, you're. you're thriving. When you walked through that door, you looked so happy, so fulfilled and confident. Your hair's a little longer, but well, that was the Odessa I remembered. One I've dreamt about every night since you left.
3: Derek, please don't.
2: So many things have changed back home. And it's obvious that a lot of things have changed for you, too. But the one thing that hasn't changed? I... Still love you.
3: Derek, I... I'm not ready to have this conversation. Please, I... I just can't. Not now. Maybe not ever. I'm going to send a message to Layla to meet us here tomorrow at 1100 hours. I don't think you walking into Atlas unannounced is a good idea. And we need to discuss the parameters of your presence here before we even consider allowing you inside there.
2: Allowing me? Odessa.
3: Please, Derek. Just go. We'll talk about all of this in the morning.
2: Okay. I'll I'll see you tomorrow.
0: Odessa, uh, are you all right? No, Amanda, I'm not. Come here, that's gonna be okay. Is it?
3: I don't know what to feel right now. I never expected to see him again. I was finally able to deal with the memory of someone who was 3,000 miles away, but now he's here. Shh, shh, shh. Hey, let's get
0: out of here, all right? Will you stay with me? Of course, baby, of course. You want to go home or stay at my place? I want to go
3: home. God, I wish Beth was here. I need her so badly right now.
0: I know. Let's get you home.
3: At least it's a nice night.
0: It is. Still, I kind of can't wait to get to your place so we can unwind a little.
3: (sighs) Yeah, maybe it's a screaming Viking kind of night. I hope I still have cucumbers at the house. (laughs)
0: I'll make you as many as you need. You definitely earned them. That was one hell of a slap.
3: I'm still upset with myself for reacting that way. Are you kidding? You were a model of (laughs) self-control. That's very kind of you to say. I just hope I can keep it up. This is... uh, this is not something I saw coming. And not only do I not know what's going to happen, which... Fine. I've dealt with that before. I don't know what to do, and that's something I'm not used to.
0: Give yourself a break. Your world got turned upside down, what, 20 minutes ago? Even the great Odessa Valdez isn't going to have everything figured out that fast. Please don't make fun of me. I'm not. I think you're pretty great. Have I not made that clear enough for you? You have.
3: I guess I'm just not feeling all that great right now
0: then I guess it's my job to do something about that.
3: Thanks. Between the fresh air and those shots, I'm feeling a little better already. Just the fresh
0: air and the booze? I see how it is.
3: I think you know better than that.
0: I do. But I think I'm going to have to dig a little deeper in my bag of tricks when we get you home. I'm worried about you. The way you reacted when you saw him. I just felt overloaded. So many emotions all at
3: once. Powerful and conflicting. Being with Beth reminded me what it was like to feel powerfully. But those emotions always felt like they, I don't know, worked in harmony? Even now, with her away and missing her as much as I do, it hurts, but it's almost a
0: good kind of hurt.
3: I'm rambling, and that didn't make any sense.
0: I'm well acquainted with Beth's ability to make people feel things. For what it's worth, Derek looked pretty conflicted himself. I guess the big difference is that not only did he know seeing you was a possibility, it was pretty much the ideal outcome, even if it didn't necessarily play out like he expected.
3: No, Derek's a planner. It's one of the reasons he's such a good officer. I'm sure he played out a dozen different scenarios in his head on the trip here. He may not have been hoping for a slap in the lecture, but he knew it was a possibility.
0: I bet he played out that scenario where you leapt into his arms a few times. I bet there were... Hmm... Other scenarios he thought about, too. Hey! Sorry. I know those are the kinds of scenarios I'd have concentrated on. It's a long walk to Appalachia. (laughs) You're incorrigible. And you love me for it. Yes, I do. You're a good friend. Hey, don't act like it's one-sided. You've been there for me too. I don't know if I could have been able to navigate things with Cindy without you around.
3: If Beth's parents taught me anything about relationships, it's that love finds a way.
0: Man, those two are relationship goals, aren't they? They've been together longer than I've been alive and they still look at each other like they're teenagers.
3: My parents were always the same way. At least Derek can tell me how they're doing. He didn't mention them, and that means they're okay. You would have said something if they
0: weren't. Look at you, finding silver linings already.
3: I'm still not quite past the shock of seeing him again. Or the anger, if I'm being honest. I finally felt like I had moved on, professionally and personally. Seeing him like this, I guess I feel like I'm back at square one.
0: Look at it this way. I know how much it bothered you that you couldn't get closure. Far as you knew, Romani slammed that door shut when she smashed the communications array. It's like I told Derek before I knew who he was. Appalachia's a great place for second chances. Well, maybe this is yours. How did second chances come up? Uh, well, I kind of thought he was on the run and, uh... Amanda? Amanda? Okay, fine. He was pining for his ex and talking about how badly he screwed up with her, and I was trying to make him feel better. You've seen those puppy dog eyes? What was I supposed to do?
3: Yes, I've seen them. Stupid pretty eyes. I just don't want the idea of us getting back together to kind of hang over everything. I was hoping he had moved on, but
0: that clearly hasn't happened. He told me he still loves me. I'm sure you shutting him down and telling him all about Beth through cold water on that. You did tell him about Beth, right? Odessa, don't tell me you- I told him I wasn't ready to have that conversation. And I'm
3: still not. I was in shock, Amanda. You said it yourself. My world was turned upside down, and all I wanted to do at that point was find out why he was there and deal with the rest
0: later. Okay, but you need to tell him tomorrow, as soon as you see him.
3: I will. I'm even going to bring pictures of us to the meeting. He'll understand. And maybe that'll be the closure he needs to move on.
0: Here's hoping. I know I only talked to him for a few minutes, but he seems like a decent guy. And everything I know about you tells me that there's no way you would have fallen for him if he wasn't.
3: He is a decent guy. He's always been one of the best people I've ever known. That's what makes this so hard. As much as I tried, I could never reconcile who he was with what he did. The only thing I know for sure is that decent, great, whatever, he's not the person I'm meant to be with.
0: Hey, shadowy figure, two o'clock. You got your sidearm? Safety's already off. I doubt those dipshits who hassled me and Elise yesterday are stupid enough to come back for seconds, but let's be careful.
3: Maybe they'll just keep walking.
0: So much for that. Let's see what they want. They might need help. Or it's another Samaritan snare. God, I hope this doesn't turn into a trend.
4: Hi. I'm glad I finally ran into you.
0: Are you late for something? You keep looking at your watch.
4: No, no. Just a nervous habit, I guess.
0: Why are you glad you ran into us?
4: Oh, um... I didn't mean you specifically, just that I ran into somebody. I figured there'd be more people around.
3: It is weirdly quiet tonight. I guess I didn't notice considering, well, everything else that's going
0: on. What do you need? I've got some purified water in my pack.
4: Oh, no, I'm not thirsty, but thank you. I'm trying to find... Foundation. You know where that is?
0: I do, but I don't know if you're going to make it all the way there tonight. It's kind of a hump and it can get, kind of dangerous around here at night.
4: Oh, I see. I have a sleeping bag with me, but it sounds like you wouldn't reduce the potential danger.
0: Eh, not really.
4: Is there a town nearby? Uh, I'd probably be safe if I hunkered down in an abandoned building.
0: As long as it isn't otherwise occupied. A friend of mine runs a, well, I guess it's technically a motel. It's only about a mile from here. It's not exactly five star, but uh, it's safe. And I know the owner won't try to rob or kill you.
4: Oh, that would be perfect. Thank you.
0: It's called the Sleep Easy Motel. He repurposed the sign from an actual motel that burned down and not all the lights work, but you'll know it when you see it. Keep heading in the same direction you were going. You'll come to a fork in the road in about, uh, about a half a mile, hang a left, and you can't miss it. Tell him Amanda sent you.
4: I'll do that. Thank you so much, Amanda. And you too, uh...
3: Odessa. Good luck, and safe travels. No matter what else is going on, it always feels nice to help people.
0: Yeah, it's not exactly the niche I expected to find myself in, but I like it. That
3: watch thing was odd, though, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I guess time is very important to him. And as nervous ticks go, well, I can think of worse. Speaking of time, we should get to your place before we run into any of the nighttime danger we warned him about. What was that? It sounded like a... like a bomb, maybe? We should check it out. You want us to
3: go toward the danger? We have to go in that direction anyway, and we need to know what's going on. If the bloody Eagles decided to launch a new offensive, I don't want to be in our pajamas and halfway through a bottle of bourbon when we find out.
0: I didn't bring any pajamas.
3: You know what I mean.
0: Alright, alright, fine. We'll check it out. Maybe some dumbass forgot how grenades work and took himself out of the gene pool.
3: Hopefully it's something simple like that. It sounded bigger than a grenade, though. At least there was only one.
0: Whoa. Definitely not a grenade.
3: Looks like artillery,
0: maybe? I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but a single artillery shell in a spot with no buildings or people nearby, and at night, no less, when it's even less likely anyone's gonna be around, feels like an accident.
3: I agree, but... What is it? If my math is right... And it always is. (laughs) If my math is right, We would have been right about here if that person hadn't stopped us for directions.
0: Really? That was lucky then. Guess there's something to be said for helping people out. Gotta love Karma.
3: Regardless, I'm glad we are not at the bottom of
0: that crater. Let's get to your place so we can celebrate our good fortune. Or Karma smiling on us. Or whatever it was. Here we go. Bar, sweet bar. Bones made sure the staff got everything nice and clean for the meeting. Thank you, and thanks for hosting. Sure, no problem. Doing it at a neutral site makes the most sense. Atlas would have definitely been a no-go, and doing it in your living room would have been... weird. I'm not ready for those worlds to
3: collide just yet, and I want best to be here if they do.
0: Here we go.
2: Good morning. Uh, I brought some food. I hope that's okay.
0: Sure, thanks. Uh, just uh, put it on the table.
2: I found a vendor that had a ton of pre-war food. I got you some yum-yum deviled eggs.
3: I love these.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: Are Dave and Randall coming?
2: No, I-, I thought it would be best to keep this between the three of us, for now.
0: Don't worry about me. I'll either be in the back or downstairs. Hell, as much as I love eavesdropping, (laughs) I do still have a business to run.
2: (laughs) Right. Fair enough.
0: I'll hang around until Ramani gets here. Which should be right about...
3: Hi, Layla. Thank you for coming. I'm sorry for the secrecy.
5: Cloak and Dagger is very much not your style, so I'm both intrigued and concerned.
3: We have a
2: visitor.
5: Hi, Layla. Knight Hewitt? I... well, I wasn't sure what to expect, but it certainly wasn't you.
2: Actually, it's Paladin Hewitt now. And I hope it's a pleasant surprise.
5: It's always nice to see a friendly face, but I have to admit, you being here raises a lot of questions.
2: And I'll do my best to answer every single one of them. I gave Odessa the broad strokes, but now that we're together, we can actually get to it.
0: If you guys need anything, just come and get me, okay? Odessa, you know where the stuff is if anybody wants a drink. Or needs one. Thanks, Amanda.
2: The first thing I should make clear is that I'm here, first and foremost, to find out what happened. Why we never heard from you. And I'm so relieved it's not because you didn't
5: make it. Some of us didn't. Knight Connors, Alan, died on the way here, defending a settlement from raiders. I'm so
2: sorry, Layla. I knew you were close.
5: Danny and I had a falling out, and he left. A falling out? Over what? Philosophical differences. I see. We could
2: talk about the specifics of that later. But Danny is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Did you know that he had additional orders, straight from Maxon? No. What kind of orders? I don't know anything about them other than that he was supposed to do something in DC and then come back home. I was hoping that Maxon at least read you in as the leader of the expedition.
5: No, he didn't. And I don't like secrets. With that said, I'd like you to explain what your presence here means for us.
2: Like I said, Maxon sent me here to find out what happened to you. And I'm not here to jam you up or to get in the way. He was against the idea of sending another team out here. That was a waste of resources since the most likely reason we didn't hear from you was that you were all dead. But I... I wasn't ready to take that for an answer.
5: I see. So this was your idea?
2: Yeah, but I didn't have the stroke to get in Maxon's ear to convince him. Not that I didn't try. I had to wait until I got promoted to Paladin. Then I started calling in every favor I could. My parents helped out there, too. Yours, too, Odessa. The stress of not knowing. It's been hard on them.
3: Are they... okay otherwise?
2: They are, yeah. The Knights of Valdez are pretty much legends at this point. They've been invaluable in helping to get all our new initiates brought up to speed and trained. They miss you terribly. But they're strong. I see where you get it from.
3: (laughs) You have no idea.
2: I have some idea. Don't forget. Your dad was the knight who trained me.
3: Until he transferred you to Knight Connors.
2: I thought that might have something to do with who I was dating at the time.
3: It wasn't hard to convince him to transfer you.
2: (laughs) Wait, that was you? You never told me.
3: As much as I enjoyed feeling like we were sneaking around, I wanted us to be official. And that wasn't going to work with my dad as your superior officer. Maxon would never allow it. So I suggested that moving you to Knight Connor's team might be a good way to expose you to a different leadership style.
2: (laughs) You should have gone into intelligence. Or or maybe politics. I did kind of miss her sneaking around, though. Uh, Sorry, Layla. Bottom line... I'm not here to take you back to Lost Hills and Shackles. First part of my mission is complete. Find out whether anyone from the expedition survived. Now that I know you and Odessa did, we can move on to the second part. I'm debriefing you on what happened and the current status of the Appalachian chapter. From there, well let's cross that bridge when we come to it. But Max's standing orders were to re-establish communications with the Lost Hills, and bring you back into the fold. Assuming that much was possible, given the situation.
5: We have a lot to discuss. And we'll have a lot of decisions to make. Both of us. There's no reason for you and your team to sleep rough, or to worry about where to get your next meal. I'll provision quarters for you when we get back to Fort Atlas, and I'll introduce you to our current leadership. You've already met our senior scribe, of course. Of course. The most prudent course of action is to keep the details of your mission need to know.
2: I agree. Disrupting the normal course of business would make it significantly more difficult to form an accurate impression of the chapter. We'll pitch in wherever we can, and I want to be clear. We may be the same rank now, but you're the commanding officer here. I'm just a visitor.
5: Thank you, Paladin Hewitt. I'll head back to Atlas to get things ready for you. I'll brief senior leadership so they're prepared.
2: I'll gather up Dave and Randall. Will you be ready for us by 1400 hours?
5: That will be fine. We'll see you then. That went well.
3: It did. And I feel better about you being here. I thought that you might try to force me to go back to California with you, and... I just can't do that.
2: Odessa, the biggest mistake of my life was trying to force you to stay home rather than going on this expedition in the first place. I should have supported you, fully and without question, but I didn't. I panicked. I had this... picture of what our future was going to look like, and that didn't involve hiking 3,000 miles to West Virginia and possibly never coming back home. I lost sight of the fact that the only thing we needed was each other. It didn't matter where we were, as long as we had that.
3: Derek, I need to tell you something.
2: Yes, Odessa?
3: I met someone.
2: You mean...
3: Yes, I fell in love. It took time and a lot of healing, but I did.
2: What's he like?
3: I brought pictures of us together. Her name is Beth.
2: Oh, uh, she's beautiful. And you both look so happy together. I'm sorry, I- I'm a little surprised. I didn't expect...
3: I didn't expect it either, but... It happened, and, well, it feels like she's the reason I was meant to come here all along.
2: And why I wasn't. The only thing I ever really wanted was for you to be happy. I wish I'd realized that before I let everything else get in the way and drove you away. And as much as I wish I was still the one who makes you happy, well, the important part is covered.
3: I'm sorry, Derek. I am not proud of this, but there was a long stretch when I wanted to hurt you. I wanted you to feel the anguish that you made me feel, but I stopped wanting that a long time ago. I know you want me to be happy, and I want that for you, too. You're a good person, Derek. One of the best I've ever known.
2: Thank you. Just knowing that you're not just alive, but happy, makes this whole journey worth it. I'm gonna go talk to the boys. They're pretty excited to see Fort Atlas. Dave wants a crack at that communications array.
3: I'll see you later, okay? Stay safe out there.
2: I will.
0: I wasn't eavesdropping. Oh, I didn't think you were. So, how'd it go? Need a drink? It went
3: surprisingly well. And yes, it's not too early for a Bloody Mary,
0: right? Never. Did you tell him? About Beth? Yes. How'd he take it? I assume he was hoping that you were going to get back together? He took it unexpectedly well.
3: He was disappointed, but happy for me. Maybe this will be what he needs to finally move on.
6: Thank you, Bones. So, how dreamy are we talking here? Cindy! What? I just want to maintain... Appropriate situational awareness if we encounter him and his team in the wild.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. And his level of dreaminess is an important part of that. Well. <laughs> I swear, a hush came over the bar the moment he walked in. <laughs> you know how Dust is a total smoke show, right?
6: Uh, right.
0: Well, those two together must have been so hot that people had to avert their eyes when they walked by. (sighs) One cannot gaze too long at the sun. (laughs) And he's... nice? Like, most guys that look like that know they look like that. And they're totally full of themselves, right? Not this guy. He's downright humble. I know what he did. All I'm saying is, I totally get what she saw in him.
6: I mean... That makes sense, right? Odessa would have been smart enough to see through it if it were all an act.
0: Yeah, how does she put it? (sighs) She does not suffer fools gladly. If there's any bullshit, she doesn't hesitate to call them on it. That's one of the reasons she's so good for Beth. I love her, but she can get inside her own head sometimes and make some really lousy decisions. Hurtful ones. Self-destructive, even. Odessa doesn't put up with that, and that's really helped Beth kind of grow up, I guess. Oh, speaking of growing up. Yes? Odessa's 30th birthday party. We need to start planning it now. I was going to wait for Beth to get back, but we only have a couple of weeks, and I want it to be perfect. You only hit that dirty 30 once. Oh, I still remember yours. Kind of. (laughs) I don't think we're going to go full bacchanal for her, but we'll see how things shake out. Definitely
6: want to leave our options open. Cindy, what's gotten into you tonight? I don't know. You're the one talking about dreamy strangers and Odessa being a smoke show. I guess I am in kind of a mood. But hey,
0: you get to reap the benefits.
6: No complaints here. So, is he coming tonight? Here?
0: No. At least, I don't think so. I mean, he has an open invitation just like anybody else, but this is going to be his first night at Atlas, so he's probably going to just stay there. Alright, what about Odessa? I hope so. She's been pretty lonely with Beth still gone, and I know we'd be able to cheer her up. I just, I hate to think that she's just sitting in an empty house eating some ice cream in a bathtub or something.
6: (laughs) I can't picture Odessa doing that. I think she'd, like, build a suit of power armor from scratch or something like that instead.
0: That's definitely more her style. I'm glad you were able to get away from the bunker for the weekend. It's been tough not seeing you.
6: I know, and I'm sorry. You know I am. It's just, we have so much going on.
0: Yeah, and I know how important the work you're doing is, and not just to you, but there are a lot of people who depend on you. But it's like... When does it slow down? When do we get to spend time together like a couple? We're not a secret anymore. Valeria knows all about us. We don't have to protect Beth from finding out. But we see each other less now than we did when we were trying to keep it a secret. Amanda, I... I've been talking it through with Elise. She's been through it before, so getting her perspective helps. So does all the time I've been spending with Odessa. But it still bums me out. I guess...
6: I just get so caught up in trying to impress the Colonel, trying to justify all her faith in me, and I get caught up in the moment, and I put myself out there for operations and projects as soon as they come up. But you're the one that gives me the strength to do all that, to be the woman that I never had enough faith in myself to ever really be. I wouldn't be where I am today without you. Not personally, not professionally, I don't know who or what I'd be, but without you, none of it would mean a thing to me. I know you mean that. It's just...
0: It's hard, you know? I'm so proud of you, and proud to be the one that gets to be in love with you. But when I can't see you for those long stretches... Well, it hurts. And... And I don't like to hurt.
6: I don't want you to hurt... I didn't know that this was bothering you so much. I'm glad you said something. I should have seen it. I've
0: always been self-sufficient, my whole life. Had to be. It kills me to be this needy, but... I need more of you. I never ask you to resign your commission, or, or even to be less ambitious.
6: I just... Can we just spend some more time together? Yes, yes. Now that I know, I can work things out with the Colonel to make sure that I have me time. Us time. Do you think she'll understand? I know she'll
0: understand. Good. We'll still make up for lost time this weekend, though.
3: Hi, folks. Looks like a busy night already. There she is. Hi, guys. You didn't start without me, did you? Never. Okay, yes, a little. That's okay. I put my order in with Bones on the way over, so I'll catch up soon enough.
6: You look so nice!
3: Thanks! I guess I felt pretty today, so I ran with it. After I got back from Atlas, of course. Besides, Beth likes it when I get tarted up a little, so I thought this would be good practice.
0: Looks to me like you're already an expert. Damn, girl! (laughs) Thanks, Amanda.
3: So, what did I miss? Any shadowy figures come by? Or strange drink
0: orders? (laughs) No, it's been a pretty normal night for a change. Which is nice. The last couple of days have had enough surprises and general weirdness to last me for a while. Agreed. A quiet night with friends is the perfect antidote. How'd Derek's
3: arrival at Atlas go? It went great. He already has a gaggle of initiates following him around like baby ducks, but... That is not surprising. No, it is not. I honestly believe that he's going to give us a fair shake. I don't know what that's going to entail exactly, but once he has a chance to really see us in action, he'll understand that we've built something worth protecting. Even if that means protecting it from Elder Maxim.
0: That's great, babe. He seems like a good guy. And anything I can do, of course. You know I'm always here for you. I think you just want an excuse to see Derek again. (laughs) Cindy here wants to meet him.
6: Hey! Am I wrong? Well, I mean, it would be interesting to meet another person from the original Brotherhood of Steel.
3: (laughs) I'll introduce you.
0: We're not hanging out or anything, but we'll be crossing paths a lot. Does that mean you're back at work? I mean, you took time off to spend it with Beth, but she's not back yet. I still want to take some time to recharge a little. I'll be on call if
3: Layla needs anything, but I'm not going to be there all the time. Just in case they need me. Good. I think that demonstrating that it's not just the Layla and Odessa show will help prove the viability of our chapter, and that its independence is one of its core strengths.
0: Plus, I think you need some time away even more than you did before. Why do you say that? You're putting on a brave face right now, but I know you've got a thousand different things running through your head right at this minute. It's one thing to deal with a memory. It's a lot different when that memory is standing in front of you.
3: (laughs) Yeah, stupid handsome memory.
0: (laughs) At least you've got a good attitude about it.
3: Any word from Beth? Not yet. I have my radio with me and the comm relay is set up at the house. If she's able to get in range, I'll have to go, but...
6: Until then, I just want to have a fun night with my friends. I'll drink to that.
4: Here you go, ladies.
6: Perfect timing as always, Bones. Cheers to a full night of fun.
3: That you, Odessa? No. Got my hopes up for a
0: second, though.
6: Ugh, it was me. Whatever it is, I'll do my best to get out of it. It's a little noisy in here. I'll take this in the back room. Be right back.
0: Thanks, Dollface. Okay, babe, it's just you and me. How are you, really? I feel great. I was so angry when I saw
3: him. All that pain came roaring back and it overwhelmed me. But now that I've had a chance to actually talk to him and spend a little time with him again, I'm not going to say that I'm not a little nervous about what he's going to tell Elder Maxim, and what that's going to mean for the future of the Appalachian Brotherhood, of course.
0: Yeah, but at least you know that he's going to do things with your best interests in mind. Maybe even over the Brotherhoods. Hey, look over at the bar. Isn't that the guy that was trying to get to Foundation? Yeah, it is. Well, I don't know if he actually ever made it there but he's still breathing, so we didn't steer him completely wrong. He spotted us.
4: Hello there. I wanted to thank you for your help last night. The motel was safe and comfortable, and I made it to Foundation this morning.
0: Glad you made it safe and sound.
4: The gentleman with the deep voice at the bar uh, said this was your place.
0: Yep, I've owned it for about 10 years now.
4: Well, it's a great tavern. And I've seen more than my fair share of them. It's a the kind of place that makes you feel like everything's going to turn out okay. Even when things look bleak. It can be hard to have faith in a world like this. You've created a place that fosters it. Just make sure you don't forget to keep that faith yourself.
0: Okay.
4: Have a good night. Thank you again.
0: What was that all about? <sighs> I thought he was gonna try to sell me a Bible or a... a Mothman pamphlet or something. I don't know.
3: It's like he was trying to tell us something. And he was checking his watch again. I'm gonna
0: go talk to him. His drink was full, so he must still... <sighs> well, shit. Where'd he go? He... just kind
3: of disappeared. He didn't go to the bathroom. He went the opposite direction when he left the table. He's like a Cheshire cat. Don't let it bother you. I have no doubt that there's a rational explanation. Maybe he's just an
0: expert at the Irish goodbye. Exactly. Whoa, Cindy, what is it? Do you have to leave? Did something happen back at the bunker? Are you okay? You look upset.
6: I'm okay. I'm fine. It's Beth. What about Beth? That was the Colonel. They were just finishing up their mission. Beth was hanging back with their contact, Hex, exchanging intel.
3: Beth mentioned Hex. She said she was trying to talk her into coming down here for a visit. They really hit it off.
6: But when they went back to get her, Beth was gone. Gone? Yeah. Hex said that she met up with somebody and then they went off to take a look at something. At what? Hex didn't know and she didn't recognize the person that Beth left with. But not long after that, a bunch of fanatics attacked the building that Beth had been staying in. They practically leveled the place. Whatever she was investigating probably saved her life. But the thing is, Beth is missing.
1: Once Upon a Wasteland, season two, episode two, The Kind of Peace We Wish to Make, was produced and directed by Brad Williams and written by D.K. Trueno. Starring Vitriol Plays as Odessa Valdez and Lucy Middleton as Amanda Otis. Also starring Addison Mosby as Derek Hewitt and Maria Cheshire as Cindy Connors. Featuring Pandora Beatrix as Paladin Leila Ramani, and Eric B. Rowland as Bones. Special guest appearance by Midas as The Traveler. And I'm your narrator, Ashley Sekon. Please join us for our next episode, Season 2, Episode 3, This New Kind of War.
5: It's the year 2050, the not too distant future, but Ezra's world looks much different than ours. Welcome home, Ezra. Democracy has disappeared, Everybody is under surveillance, and information is censored. And yet, no one seems to notice. This is the story of Disconnected in 2050, a dystopian podcast built to warn listeners about the dangers of allowing big tech companies to have too much power. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
1: Europod.
4: I'm Brad Williams, the creator of Once Upon a Wasteland. We'd like to thank you for joining us for the second episode of our second season, and we hope that you'll continue to join us as we follow Beth and Odessa's journey toward happily ever after. For more information on our show, visit our website, onceuponawasteland.com, where you'll find show information, scripts for each episode, artwork, and more. You can also find us on Twitter at onceupon 76 pod If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review, and we hope you'll subscribe as well. And please, tell your friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to us directly on Twitter or via email at info at onceuponawasteland.com. Thank you.
7: traffic and weather. Welp, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, because they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser modus. But hey, if that's your thing, whatever. So if all you squares wanted to hear more, totally, sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody-two-shoes, definitely not raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast, The Modus Files, whatever that's supposed to be, on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double ugh, they're not paying me enough for this. Till later. This is Rose. Raiders rule.